0: Luke 11, 1-13. Please follow along. Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And, And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend, and go to him at midnight, and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me in his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give it to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Verse 9, So I will say to you, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, uh, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, uh, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Let's pray. God, we come to you this morning uh, thankful, thankful for uh, the freedoms you give us, Lord, the freedom to come together as a congregation, as a group, and, and worship your name, Lord, uh, we are thankful for your sovereignty, your grace, your love for us, Lord. And this time, I um, I pray that you'll open our hearts and minds um, to allow uh, Pastor Steve to be uh, a vehicle for us to uh, to learn more about you, apply it to our lives, and take it out into the world outside these walls and and grow your kingdom, Lord. It's in your name, we pray. Amen.
1: Have you guys ever? Um... Intentionally eavesdropped before on, on a conversation that was probably meant to be private, um, but you you something something about it um, caught your interest, caught your curiosity, so you listened in a little bit. Um, I love I love when uh, my I, I we're sending our our children uh, downstairs to go to bed and. They're on their way downstairs to, to to go to their bedroom and uh and Denise and I start talking about something and I hear their footsteps stop. They're, they stopped about halfway down the stairs. Because whatever it is we're talking about is of interest uh to them. I can hear them not go all the way down, instead stay within earshot so they can so they can listen in on uh on what we're talking about. Um and uh so so sometimes we do it intentionally, sometimes we do it. Um, accidentally, uh, but we 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 come across conversations that are oh that's interesting. I think I'll stop and stay within within you know earshot and listen to what they have to say. Um, it, that's what happens when we when we hear in this passage the disciples say to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. As soon as I heard the disciples say that to Jesus, as soon as I read them. Say that to Jesus, um, my my curiosity is immediately piqued. I'm immediately interesting. That's 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 interesting to me. I want to know what Jesus has to say about this because if anyone knows exactly what prayer should be, it's Jesus. And and between you and me, I'm not. I'm hundred percent confident. About the way I pray all the time. I I feel like I should pray more often than I do. And I also feel that my prayers should often be just better. I don't always know how to pray. I don't feel like I'm doing it well. So when the disciples say to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray, this is a great opportunity we have to eavesdrop. Of course, we're not eavesdropping. It's in His Word for us. Jesus wants this for us. He wants us to listen in. He wants us to know what He has to say about prayer. So that's what we have in front of us this morning. We have Jesus teaching us how to pray. Jesus has six big things to say to us about prayer. So we're going to we're going to get into it. We're going to look at these, this, this passage and we're going to see these things that Jesus has to say to us about prayer. We're going to let Jesus teach us how to pray. So the first thing Jesus says to us here, first, we must pray together. Let's look at our first four verses again. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place when He had finished. One of His disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And He said to them, when you pray say, now that you there is plural. Jesus is talking to them here in this passage about corporate prayer. It's about family prayer. You could, you could say, when you all pray, or, or when you pray together, this is what it should be like. And, and then we see that as we go through this prayer that Jesus has for, as a model for us. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us Each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. This is a, this is a prayer for when we are together. This is what it should look like for when we pray together. Now, as we go through these things, of course, what we learn here from Jesus, we can do individually. We can pray according to these instructions. On our own, and we should, we should pray privately, and we should, when we do pray privately, we should pray according to scripture. So there's nothing wrong with taking what we learn here and applying it to when we pray by ourselves. But what Jesus has in mind, what we have to get, we have to understand this right away, or else we won't, we won't get the full thrust of this passage. We won't get all of the good that's in this passage for us if we don't understand right off the bat that Jesus has in mind here His people praying together. Praying together. Gathering together specifically to pray. And, and if, you, if you just turn over to the book of... We're not going to, but you could turn over to the book of Acts and you could look at all the different times that prayer is mentioned in the book of Acts the vast majority of the time, it's people praying together. Much of Paul's instruction to the church about praying is about when the church gathers together, how they should pray. Of course, there is some talk in the Bible about our individual prayer life, but but in the New Testament, most of it is about how we are to pray together. It's about how we should pray together. And that's what Jesus has for us here This is how, when you get together, this is how you should pray. So before we continue, let's stop and ask ourselves right now, do we do this? It was a big deal in the New Testament. Is it a big deal to us? It was a big deal to Jesus. Is it a big deal to us? Do we pray with other brothers and sisters in Christ? And I don't mean just like before a meal or something. Can you think back through the last few weeks of your life to times where you prayed with another brother or sister in Christ? It's a vital part of our Christian life. So let's think about that as we go through these um, things that Jesus has to talk to us about. So first, we must pray together. Second, we must pray that the gospel goes forward. Second, we must pray that the gospel goes forward. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. This is the first thing that Jesus has for us to pray. So when we, when we get together, our first and foremost thing that we're praying for, the thing that we're praying most for is not about sicknesses or illnesses or difficulties. We, we do that, and there's a place for that. There's even a place in this prayer that Jesus has for us. There's a place for that. But mostly, chiefly, firstly, it's about the glory of God. It's about our Father's name being hallowed. Which, which that's a weird word. We don't really say that anymore. But what it means is that God's name will be set apart. That, that people will know. It's almost like putting God's name up on a billboard somewhere where people will know here's who God is. Just how wonderful and holy and how glorious His name truly is. He is very different than we are. He is perfect in all of His attributes. We want When we pray that, that God's name would be hallowed, we are, we are praying that people all over the world will know just how wonderful and holy and glorious He is. So how does that happen? Well, how do we pray according to that? What, what, what do we do? How do we pray? We pray that the Gospel goes forward. pray that the Gospel goes forward as more and more people come to know Jesus. Because that's the only way. We saw that um, last week or the week before. The only way that people are going to know the Father is through Jesus. It's through the Gospel of Jesus Christ. So how, are, how, are, how is God's name going to be made famous How are people going to know just how wonderful God is? It's through the Gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why he says, right after he says, hallowed be Your name, Your kingdom come. As more and more people submit to the kingdom of God. As more and more people turn to Jesus as their Savior. As 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 more and more people believe that they are truly sinners and they need Jesus and, and His death on the cross. As they are rescued from the from the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God. As that happens, God's name is made more and more and more known. It's made more and more famous. More and more people know who God truly is. So let's gather together and pray. Let's, 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 let's make that a part of our lives. And when we do, when we get together and pray, Let's not lead off with give us this day our daily bread. We're going to get there in a second. But let's not lead off with that. Let's lead off with the the name of God being more and more famous. That people would be saved. That God would that God would, by His grace, according to His gracious will, we saw a couple of weeks ago, and that God, according to His gracious will, would rescue people from the domain of darkness and bring them into the kingdom of His dear Son. Let's pray for that. Let's pray that more and more people will be saved through our ministry here at First Baptist. That, that, the, that the other churches um, in our county, in our state, in our nation, and, and then the, the missionaries that we support, we pray that God would use us our church, our money, our lives, our resources, to move the Gospel forward. That the saving work of God would be clear to more and more people. This is the only way His name can be hallowed. It's the only way people can see just how wonderful and glorious and holy His name is. So, so if we're going to pray the way Jesus wants us to to pray. First, we must pray together. We must pray together. And second, when we, when we gather together to pray, first thing we must pray is that the Gospel goes forward. This is our chief desire. This is our, this is our biggest prayer request. And then third, we must pray that our needs are met. We must pray that our needs are met. When he, and He said, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come. And then he says, give us each day our daily bread. This is a wonderful thing to pray together. This is a wonderful thing for parents to pray with their children, and for a pastor to pray with his church, and for friends to pray out loud with each other. Father, please meet our daily needs. And so, when we say that, we're saying, God, we depend upon You for all that we need in life. In fact, we depend upon You to tell us what we do and do not need we depend on, uh, on you not only to, 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 to give us what we need, but to define what a need is. So when we pray this together, there's something great about praying all of these things together. We're gonna, we're gonna see that as we go through this. And this is great to pray together because as we pray this together, we're, we're, we're helping each other. We're building each other, um, up in, in humility and in just a better theology, a better appreciation for who God is. How much we all need Him. So this is, so this is a prayer for those who are going through a current trouble, for sure. Like if, this is someone, like if someone is going through job loss, or they're going through, um, physical ailment, or they're going through financial difficulty, or something like that, then we can pray in an immediate way that God would, that God would give that person their daily bread, that God would meet their needs. So it's good for, this is like a good crisis prayer. But then it's also just a good everyday prayer. Just this great—it's just this great reminder. As we pray this with our family, it's, it's this reminder to our whole family that 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 we're not coming up with our own food and our own money and our own health. We're not. We are. We are dependent upon God for all of it. If we are going to have our have our bills paid and have the strength we need to work and have the and and have food on our table, it, it, we need God. It all comes from God. He is the giver of all good gifts. So this is a great prayer for our corporate humility and theology, and faith. So that's the third thing Jesus says: we must pray that our daily needs are met. Fourth, we must pray that God forgives our sins. So he says in verse 3, give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us or who has sinned against us. So this is a fun thing to, gro- to pray with a group of people, right? Forgive us our sins. But it is a necessary thing to pray. And why is it necessary? Because we are sinners. In a few verses, Jesus is going to say to us, and, 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 um, you know, just tell us how you really feel, Jesus. He says in verse 13, If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So, what does Jesus call us in that verse? He calls us evil. He calls us evil. He says, "Of you who are evil... To... So, so Jesus is, is giving this prayer to a group of, of evil people. He knows that we are in a everyday war against our sin. He knows we need to ask for forgiveness. And and this is not this is not because we've been kicked out of God's family. It's not because we stand unrighteous before God. It's not because we're not justified. That's not what it means. This is, we we can't lose our family relationship. We can't be tossed out of God's family. This is a prayer to our Father, right? So this is a prayer for people who belong to God through Jesus Christ. This is not asking to get back into the family. This is about clearing the air. When I, when I sin against someone in my family, I don't ask for their forgiveness because I'm afraid that I'll be tossed out of the family. When my children ask forgiveness from me, it's not because they think I'm going to kick them out of the family. It's because we want the sweetness of the relationship restored. We want their, we want, we don't want, we don't want anything weird or awkward or harmful in our fellowship with each other. This is a wonderful prayer. And I've never thought about it till this week. Never thought about it till this week. This is a, this is a new thing for me. Thinking about just the great value of praying this with other people. Because there's so much more, so much more impact when you pray, forgive us our sins as we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us. To pray that with a group of people, it becomes a lot more interesting, doesn't it? Because if I'm, if I'm commanded to pray this with my wife, but I'm also in the midst of giving her the cold shoulder for something. I'm also in the midst of, of sort of, you know, making sure she knows I'm frustrated with her. You can't do both. Please forgive me, God, as I've forgiven, well, I've forgiven most people in my life, right? This, this prayer out loud becomes impactful in a different kind of way, doesn't it? You can pray this by yourself, quietly, in your prayer closet. That's fine. But if you pray this with a few other brothers or sisters in Christ, the, the, the hypocrisy of it will come just bubbling right up on it. If, if your friends know that you are holding a grudge against someone, if your friends know your bitterness towards someone, and you pray with them lord forgive us as we're forgiving everyone else Ah, uh, no, no this is it's it's helpful for hundreds of different reasons to pray with people to pray with people it's good for us one of the ways it helps us really mean what we're praying Helps us really mean what we're praying. Helps us to get down to the bottom of what's going on in our hearts and in our lives. I can't continue to give my wife the silent treatment if I, if I pray this prayer with her. So this prayer sweetens the relationship with the Father and it also sweetens the relationship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. So we need to confess our sin when we pray. We need to do it on a regular basis. We need to do it together. So we must pray together. We must, When we pray together, we must pray that the Gospel would go forward. We must pray that our needs would be met. And we must pray that our sins would be forgiven. And then fifth, we must pray that we escape temptation And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we forgive, for we also, sorry, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into temptation. This is, this, this, this follows Forgive us our sins. It comes right right with that, doesn't it? That's a package deal. When we think when we think about, wow, I have I have sinned. I've I've been angry this week. I have fallen into anger this week. I've fallen into um um lust this week. I've fallen into impatience this week. I've fallen into apathy this week. I've not been kind to the people in my life the way I should have. I have been greedy or I have loved my own comfort or I have been self-righteous or whatever. When you, when you start to, when you say, when you say that, when you're with your group of people that you're praying with and you say, this is how I struggled this week. So when we pray that God would forgive us, let's, let's pray for that. And then you say, I, I want prayer that I won't fall into that temptation this week. That God will, will, God God will help me to escape that temptation this week. And you say, this is weird. I cannot imagine having this kind of conversation with, with people. I don't mind praying for God's forgiveness quietly in my head. And I don't, I don't mind praying that God will, 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 will help me with temptation Quietly in my head. My own prayer time. And you should do both of those things. Absolutely. That should be a part of your prayer life every day. Absolutely. But there's something here. Jesus understands us. And He understands the nature of prayer. And He understands the nature of sanctification. So He wants us, in the ways that we can, to do this together. I, I have not been um, feeling well this week. Um, so I'm sorry to everybody that I shook your hand. So I don't know. I, I haven't been feeling well this week. So if I shook your hand, you're probably not going to be feeling well next week. So you're welcome. A uh, little, little, little part of the services I provide here at First Baptist. Um, no, actually, I think I'm, I don't know. I think I'm over it. It's just, um, it's taken a few days To get my strength back, and uh, um, I'm running on like an adrenaline right now, so it's great. Um, I'm going to be a mess this afternoon, probably. So, lots of fun. And so, this morning I'm praying for my daily bread. That's what I'm praying this morning. I'm praying, God, I need strength. I need, I need health this morning. I need to be able to to think, you know, as clearly as I ever can. You know, I don't, you know. Don't, don't do a miracle, because then people won't know who's up there, but, um, I have to have at least my same level of clarity. <laughs> I need, if I'm gonna get through it, I need your help. So, sometimes you pray this, right? You, I'm, many of you have prayed it, and I'm not, I'm not like an abnormal here. Many of you have prayed that prayer as you start your day. You know you're not sick enough to stay in bed, but you're also not well enough to actually be effective at anything, right? So you need, you need God's prayer. And it, could, it might not be like physical sickness, you're just, you're emotionally just, you're done. And so we know, we know what it's like to pray that God meets our needs right away, our physical, emotional, mental needs. We know what it's like. We did that, and I did that this morning. And, and it's a good thing I was preaching this, this week, because I also prayed this morning, God, don't. Don't let me fall into temptation. God, you know, um, and this is true whether I feel great or whether I don't feel great. I am tempted towards pride. I'm tempted towards self righteousness. I'm tempted towards um, apathy, like not caring about the people the way I should care about them. I'm tempted towards putting my own comfort first. I'm tempted towards a lot of ugly sins, God. I lose patience very quickly. I don't always think the kindest thoughts about people that I should. Help me, God. And then that, that causes me to remember the times I haven't been very patient. So I God, please forgive me for the ways that I have failed. So all of this kind of came out in my prayer this morning. And it's good. It's good. But I think all of us know that when we've had those moments by ourselves, they're fine, they're good. But, but the help that is there when we have those moments with other people, when we can say with other people, here's what I need us to pray about. Here's what I need us to pray about. I've already confessed this sin to God, but I wanna, I wanna confess it with you to God. And I, and I want you to pray with me that I'll that I'll avoid this temptation this week. See, in that moment, we're not only praying to God, which is vitally important. We're not only praying the way Jesus wants us to, um, but but we're also serving our brothers and sisters. I, I don't know about you, but pretty much any time anybody has ever said to me, um, you know, when I'm praying with them. Uh, we need to pray about my anger. I've just, I've just been very. I've lost my temper way too much lately. Whether they give specific instances or not, we don't need to have specific instances. But they say, I just, I've lost my temper way too much lately. Pretty much any time someone has a prayer request around that, and then they, then they would say, and we need to pray that I don't fall into that temptation this week. Pretty much any time. That, that they say that, that becomes a corporate prayer. That becomes a, you know what? Actually, there's been some people in my life, I've gotten angry with them too. You're not the only one who's fallen off this, this wagon. Is that a thing? Wagons people fall off? Whatever. You're not the only one that this has happened to. You're not the only one who has sinned this way. I've got, I've got some stuff I need to, ask for forgiveness for it too. I've got some temptations I need to avoid as well. It becomes corporate, it becomes family, it becomes brothers really quick. It becomes, it becomes two brothers against sin. It becomes two brothers trusting in Jesus, believing the gospel, submitting, submitting to the word of God, fighting against sin. It, 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 becomes, it becomes community really quick. This is why Jesus says, you do it together. You do it together. it's a great way to band together against sin it's a great way to remind each other of the grace in the gospel it's a it's a great way to remember what unites us this is actually an incredibly unifying prayer I took this out of my notes and I'm just going to put it right back in right now because this is a good place for it. If you're having trouble unifying with other brothers and sisters in Christ, if you're, if, if, our, if our church is having trouble being on the same page, if we've got these, if we, if we ever come to the place where we've got these private little battles and these private little frustrations, This is a great unifying family prayer. For one thing, it starts us off where, where we should. It starts us off remembering that this is all about the glory of God. This is all about the Gospel going forward. This is not about our little kingdoms we want to build. This is about the kingdom of God. This is about the glory of God. This is about the, the fame of God. So that helps us. We also, when we pray together, that we would have our needs met. It's great because it levels the playing field. It's this great reminder that we all depend upon God every single day for for our sustenance, for 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 our health, for our resources, for any cash we might have in the bank. It is a level playing field. We need God to give us our daily bread. And we need God to forgive our sins. We are sinners. We're saved. We're justified. We're thankful for that. But we're going to fight against sin every single day for the rest of our lives. So we need God's help. We need God's help to, 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 to help us to escape from temptation. It's a great unifying. Hey, we're all in the same boat. We all need Jesus. We all need the grace of God. So that's the first five things Jesus has to say to us. Sixth thing, we must pray with confidence in the goodness of God. As we are praying together, as we are praying um, the gospel goes forward, as we are praying that, that our daily needs are met, as we are praying for forgiveness of sin and, and for escaping temptation, as we're praying for those things, we must pray with confidence in the goodness of God. though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he wants. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish, give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Jesus is saying to His disciples, and He he answers sort of a fear that all of His followers throughout the ages is going to have. And He says to him, go boldly to your Father. Go boldly to the throne of grace. That's what this little story about the neighbor with the impudence, the the impudent neighbor, this is what it's about. Go boldly. Have no shame. Have no embarrassment. Never think, this is stupid. I'm not going to do this. This is stupid. I don't belong here. I'm just going to shut up. Never think that. Go boldly to the throne of grace and find grace to help in your time of need. And trust that your Father is good. Let's stop and ask ourselves that this morning. Do you you believe that your Father is good? That He will give you what is good? That He will answer your bold prayers in, in a good way, in the best way? Luke says He will give you more and more of the holy spirit which which means he'll give you more of what the holy spirit does in us and for us the holy spirit convicts us of sin the holy spirit helps us to understand scripture the holy spirit gives us strength to live for god to obey god the holy spirit gives us peace that passes understanding along with love and, and joy and patience even a human father wants to do what is best for his child We don't always know how. We don't always know how. I'm I'm limited. I I do think that I have overall pretty good motives, which is what Jesus is saying here. Overall, the father has this innate desire to do good to his children, to to do the best by them. I think that's a pretty common desire among fathers. There have, of course, unfortunately been, been exceptions. But even a human father, by and large, wants to do what is best for his child. But we don't know how. There are so many times we don't know what the best thing to do. Like We don't, we don't know the best thing to give to our child. We don't know the best thing to do for our child. We don't, we don't know. We don't always know how. And then, sometimes, even when we do know how, when we do know exactly what they need, we don't know how to... Give it to them. We can't always accomplish what we want to accomplish. Even the fathers who who really, who really have the, the best interest of their children at heart and are willing to sacrifice for them for their good, a lot of times we either don't know how, or if we do, We can't do it. We don't have the strength. We don't have the resources. Jesus is saying, how much greater is your heavenly Father? Like the best of earthly fathers, He wants wants what is best for His children. But here's what sets God apart. He also knows what actually is best for us. And He also always has the power to give it to us. So we can pray. And you can pray alone. And you should. And we can pray together. And we should do that as well. And when we pray, we are confident in the goodness of our Father. Colin, uh, this morning when he was doing announcements, he mentioned we're, we've got a few things coming down the pike this fall. Um, we've got community groups starting. We've got the, the women's, men, women's mentoring ministry. We've got that getting going. Um, we've got, we got a lot of new things for our church family this fall, and I'm excited about them. One of the things, another option for you to consider um, going along with all of these other, other things, if we can fit them all into our schedule, that'll be great. Hopefully we can. Um, is starting in September. For our usually on September Wednesdays, we have a an adult Bible study. So the the children are doing Treasure Island, the youth are doing the youth group, and so the adults that are here, we do um, we do a, a Bible study every every Wednesday. Um, and so this year we're going to do a little bit different. It's going to be mostly about corporate prayer. We're going to my my plan is to do like a ten minute um, devotional from some. Uh, Bible verse and, and so that, that'll kind of guide our prayers for that evening. And then we're gonna then we're gonna pray together. We're gonna pray together. And so some of it will be give us this day our daily bread. Some of it will be that, but we want to get the ratio right. That's about one-fifth of Jesus's prayer here. We want it to be about one-fifth of our prayer time on Wednesday nights. We want to pray we want to pray that God's name will be made famous. We want to pray for our missionaries. We want to pray for the ministries of our church that, 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 that God's name would be made famous, that the Gospel would go forward. And we want to pray that God will help us in our own lives to fight hard against sin. And we're going to pray believing God is good. That He will answer in the best way possible the bold prayers of His people. So maybe you can join us on Wednesday evenings. I hope that you can. I hope that you're able to, to, to um, take part in community groups. And I hope you're able to take part in women's mentoring if you're a woman. Otherwise, don't. And hopefully you, you, we, can, we can take part in at least some of these as well. But either way, you can't, you can't fit that in, either way, I have two more encouragements for you before um, before I shut up. One, I encourage you to pray with your family at home. Pray with your family at home. Get Luke 11, one through five out, or one through four out. Yeah, one through four. Think about that for a couple minutes together with your family. And then pray. Pray that God's name would be famous. Pray that God would save people. Pray that God would forgive your sin. Pray that God would help you to escape temptation. Pray together with your family. You can pray for your daily bread for sure. Pray for sick relatives. Pray for uh, financial situations. Absolutely. But make sure you also have in there um, a lot of dedicated time To to things of eternal importance. So this is not just, you know, praying before a meal real quick. I encourage you to regularly carve out some time to pray with your family. I think that's a great way to obey Jesus. And then I also beyond that, I also encourage you to uh, to pray with your church family, to pray with at least a few friends. From church, we get together every week or two and pray with each other. We belong to a Father who loves to hear and answer prayer. I was uh, this morning. I was um, sitting in my uh, office and I was going over these uh, notes and I was adding things, as you can tell, and uh, not deleting anything, but adding some stuff and. Um, and Haddon came in, and she wanted me to. She was playing some game, and she wanted me to be the bad guy, and she was going to be a tiger, and she just started r- roaring at me. And I was like, Haddon, we cannot. There's no way we can do this right now. Go. I didn't say go away, but I meant go away. I, I figured out a nicer way to say it. The wonderful thing about God is that He. And I, and I think of myself as a, as a dad who generally loves his children and and wants the best for them and wants to be in their lives and, and wants to be helping them and guiding them. Um and I think most of you dads, that's that's or all of you dads, that's that's how you feel as well, for sure. But we routinely are made aware of our own like I can't do it right now. Can't do it right now. I've got to work right now. I gotta I gotta do other stuff right now. I don't have a choice. Sometimes we even feel guilty about that. God always listens. He always hears. He he doesn't have the same limitations you and I have. And we can be 100% confident in His goodness and in His love. Romans says to us, what are we going to say to these things? If God is for us, Who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? God did not spare even His own Son. Will God not also give us all things, any good thing that we might need? So let's more and more be a church that prays together. Let's find ways to do that. Starting right now, actually. Let's pray. God, we thank You for Your love. We thank You for the opportunity we do have to pray. We thank You that we can come before You boldly, confident that You are good, that You are, that you are gracious. We are, we are thankful for that. We, we are thankful that You are able and willing to to answer our prayers the best way possible. And we thank You that in Your wisdom, You have have called us to praying together. Prayer all by itself, just by ourselves, is wonderful. But we thank You for all that is here for the family of God when we will not only pray by ourselves, but when we will pray together. We pray that You will help us to to listen to Jesus's words about prayer and to and to do them, God, that we would that we would that we would look carefully at what Jesus has for us in His Word, and there will be people who obey. Please, should help us in Jesus' name, Amen.